Welcome to the post show, The Sunday Company. My name is Daniel Redman, and I'm joined by Andrea Borcha. And we're going to take you through our uh, magical evening of improv tonight, uh, cover all the games that we played, talk about some of the notes and feedback that we got, and uh, probably commiserate over all of the mistakes that we're going to adjust for next week. <laughs> we. We had a lot of fun tonight. It was a, a crowd of a lot of new people. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, we knew right out of the gate, uh, even uh, our coach, uh, Matt Messerman, said uh, the second we took the stage, he could feel that the energy was a little bit different. Uh, not bad nor good, but uh, that, uh, of course, it was a new audience, and maybe they weren't acclimated to uh, the life of the improv. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Improv's great. different than other types of comedy, um, and so we love having new audience members all the time. We love it if you guys came out and joined us one night, but definitely when people are new and they're not really sure what to expect of improv, it uh, takes a little getting used to, but yeah. we uh, love introducing them. But hey, it's always a fun show. Yeah, definitely. It's always a fun show. So, and uh, Dan was hosting tonight. Uh, I was our host this evening. We had actually a really good cast. Yeah, really really fun cast and a lot, a lot of energy in the cast. Usually should aid to you know pulling the show through and uh, making for a memorable experience. Uh, and it did. We, we felt that people warmed up towards the end of the show. We had a little bit more engagement, interaction with folks. So uh, it was good. Just to kind of cover the, the set that we had, uh, we started with Try That On For Size which uh, is is pretty much our go-to. Uh, it's a fun I, opening game. I honestly can't remember a time when we didn't do Try That On For Size to start. <laughs> well, we always like to start a game, uh, like start our shows with something that's high energy and a lot of fun, something to play with. And yeah. Try That On For Size does that well. It, it's, I guess, uh, you know, dig into the well when, you know, if it's working, uh, you know, why, why uh, change that formula? And... Uh, <laughs> Until it fails us miserably, we'll probably, you know, uh, g- you know, give that a go for the majority of shows. But always brings us something different, um, you know, which is good. Yeah. Um, not, a, I guess, not a lot of notes. We we rarely get much notes on that because it's pretty straightforward. It's a good, it's a good starter yeah. game. Kind yeah. of shows people that we're thinking off the top of our heads and coming up with ideas. And if they weren't convinced that yes. we were coming up with new ideas from Tyler on for size, uh, Deck of Fate was next, which of course. Uh, Relies is a, is a host-driven game to uh, have the audience select the next game, and they pick Sit, Stand, Neil Lie, which uh, I, I can't remember the last time that was pulled. It was kind of fun to, to pull that game out because it's so physical, and it ended up being a really good fit for this, this particular audience. They needed something physical, you know, to just break their eyesight, like see something different, see a lot of movement, see Tim do something silly. Which he usually does. Yeah, it's a fun, silly game. Sit, yeah. Steal, sit, stand, kneel, lie. Uh, stand, sit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Four <laughs> of them. I, there's a three-person version too. I think that yeah. we've done before. Sit, stand, kneel. But I think with the, I think the four adding the fourth person in there really adds a lot. Yeah. It just gives a different element, more movement, and that game's just all about movement. So know? for people that haven't seen this game before, basically, someone on stage has to either be standing sitting, kneeling, or lying, which means that if somebody stands up, everyone else has to pick kneel, sit, or lie. So you can Hence the super creative name for the yes. game. <laughs> it actually perfectly describes exactly Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so you can see it kind of going out of control very quickly. Yeah. Uh, there were obviously a lot of uh, back pains and heart attacks. <laughs> there was. There was a number. It, it, it was the scene itself was about... I mean, I guess it ended up being about workers' compensation, yeah. really. It was just about, hey, Started listen. an ice cream shop, and since, that's where we go. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone injured themselves in the scene, and, and that's, I'm, that's a pretty 
safe justification for most sit stay and kneel lie. There's yep. going to be injuries. You know, that's, it sounds like it's, it, that's where it's going to end up. So that's yeah, a great, always great one. Yeah. Next, we had uh, blind freeze tag, which we've actually been practicing quite a bit. So we started the scene by uh, actually playing music and having um, Adam and Brian uh, break out some dance moves for us. Uh, and then uh, we had a number of micro scenes uh, built into it, but uh, there's some real highlights in there, some real, real nice justifications. I thought Brian uh, had some had some really great moments. Uh, what did you see in that game that you liked? So I, I really like that game because I feel like it takes a lot of uh, physical creativity, um, and it's it's so easy to go to the default, which is like, oh, I'm dancing, or oh, I'm doing exercise. So yeah. It's really cool to see the team's creativity when you turn around, you have no idea what the body positions are going to be, you have to pick one, and then you just kind of have to come up with, like, why would I be in this position? Well, it looks like I'm holding something. Oh, maybe I'm holding a gun, and now you yeah. have, like, this whole scene about, you know, you want to take this really cool picture, and you're holding a gun, you know? And, <laughs> and, and, and so it's, like, a lot of amazing creativity came out of that one. Yeah, and I, I, I liked, you know, the game always seems to work better when there are big movements and big action, so they yeah. can flail your arms around and end up in a crazy position, and uh, we, we definitely had some of that tonight, um, so it, was, it it ended up really being kind of the turning point for the night. You know, we started to build a little bit of momentum with that game, it, sure, it seemed like. Yeah, definitely. The audience started getting a bit more comfortable with the fact that we were making this up on the spot and that they needed to be part of the show, and that was that's the fun of improv. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Crime Story was was the next game, so this uh, a, a big guessing game. Uh, you had a really strong uh, Crime Story. Uh, you're, you're probably one of the best guessers on our team, really. I but, have a lot of fun guessing. I'm, <laughs> I'm a puzzle person, so for me, it's, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, you had some some great guessing, uh, other than uh, your lack of Wu Tang knowledge. Yes, I went through every single rapper I could think of because I was like, okay, definitely some rap. You knew it was group. '90s. Yes, you, '90s rap. <laughs> you couldn't end up on Wu Tang. But uh, James picked up the slack and yeah. was able to, to get that last uh, well, when witness. when you open the fridge and say, what's this, the drink that space people in space drink? Like, that ah. was actually, I mean, that's a brilliant clue, though. Colby started, and, and the clues that he gave you, uh, if someone knew Wu-Tang, yeah. they were pretty dead ringer Wu-Tang yeah. you know, clues. Uh, you know, bringing up Old Dirty Bastard as your father, uh, and there was a Red Man reference. Right. Um, I mean, those th- those are just quintessential Wu-Tang references. Definitely. But, but sure. it a- actually, I mean, it's nice. It, it actually adds a fun element in that game when you have someone that the audience is just itching for you to throw out that answer, yeah. and, and it's not there, and I, th- I think the audience actually eats that up and builds that anxiety a little bit further, you know. I agree. It's a really fun game. I, I think everyone loves getting into character as either a cop or a criminal, and uh, Adam and Colby just killed it. Oh, you play a little dress up? Uh, have you done a Halloween as either a cop or a, a criminal? criminal? I feel like everybody does, right? The sexy cop? The the sexy se- yeah, that's sexy. I mean, it's just pretty standard for Halloween. I've just generally been a sexy person for Halloween, and I don't really need to dress up no. much. Just uh, wear your host outfit. I walk, out of, I walk out of my front door, and I say... If today were Halloween, I'd be a sexy individual. That, that makes and that's, sense. That's yeah, it. No, it totally works. <laughs> I, I can see that. Um. Uh, my musical movie. So this is um, this was a key game for us tonight. Um, it was a little bit flat as I I, I kind of was a, a little bit slow in introducing it. I didn't hit some of the key points in giving the intro. Um, but uh, thankfully, I've got a team behind me that that sort of pulled it together and. Uh, 
help me roll through this, but uh, there was a lot of movement, a lot of action. I felt like um, some of the players wished I'd settled on some of the other movie suggestions. Did you feel that? Like, my movie's a fun game. So basically we get initials and then we have to come up with a movie title and a tagline. And sometimes when you're up there, like, you come up with this amazing movie title and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the best, most hilarious movie ever. But if it's, like, one of the first ones out there, sometimes it gets skipped because you want to hear what I struggled with that, for sure. I I felt uh, that some of them came early and I skipped over them and I almost regretted it, but you have to kind of move through and get the timing and you know the joke right yeah. I know Sarah was disappointed that I didn't take Associated Limited Corporation for ALC I, I just I don't know but your I, reaction was brilliant it was like no that sounds boring and I'm like no that does sound boring <laughs> yeah. that, there are way better options like Armadillo Libido Club yeah or Always Lizard Cross yes I don't know but uh, Sarah said she had something special in the can for a tagline uh, had we picked it but how could we know Yep, that's, that's, that's the fun that's of improv, the right? Yeah. The nice part is, like, say we do a couple and there's no music, but then you start pulling out the musical ones, and we've got to, you know, get our pipes ready. So Coach mentioned that he's thinking, well, what if we did the whole game as music? What would you? Th- what do you think about going straight music for that that's game? That's a fun one. So I think musical is, like, a nice frosting on the cupcake, but I still think you need to make the cupcake first. So I'm, I'm still oh, the believer. great analogy. Whoa. Yeah, thanks. What an analogy that was. I mean, I feel like you gotta you got to do the mind movie part first and then get into the musical. Well, you know what? I think that uh, tonight in particular, because we had a rookie audience, they needed to see those first few my movies to, okay, I see how this works. And and that, you know, that's the fact of the matter. Once we rolled in the musical element, I think it was a little bit more exciting for them because they understood the game already. But if we'd launched right into music, they might have gotten lost, to be honest. In general, if it's a, you know, if, if we're doing this at like a, you know, some sort of improv workshop or competition, you know, or a festival, I think you go straight into musical because it's trickier, it's more clever, it's, it's quirkier, yeah. you know. But and doing more than three scenes musical is definitely asking a lot of us. <laughs> it is. Well, that's we are not most musically trained. If you can't already hear it, we are couple, not great at this. A couple of players have have great voices on the team. Like, who, who would you say uh, singing voices on the team? What would who would you say have had really good voices? Got a really good I've heard Sarah voice. belt out some tunes. Yeah. Sarah yeah, does true. really well. I've heard uh, Jen LeBron sing pretty well. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, if you're going to main stage, they, they have their own. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, who cares about those guys? Really? <laughs> We're talking about us. Yeah, Sunday comes. The Rising Stars. Yes, exactly. What about the guys? What, which are the guys? Well, have you heard anything from the guys? I, I think you've got a pretty good singing voice. You've got like a Me? really good bass oh, going geez, on. Well, like, I, that's well, pretty good. You. Well, yeah, thank yeah. you. Adam can do some good. Uh, Has, oh, really? Ernie. Ernie Ernie's, Ernie's I, voice. I mean, Ernie is the golden yes, voice. Yes, he is. So. He actually does voice for a living, so <laughs> one would assume he's got a decent He's voice. Mr. Orca, yeah. Mr. SeaWorld Orca. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard his Darth Vader, and it's fantastic. It? My God, if, if you ever get him to do his Darth Vader impression, yeah. it's it's we worth a listen. should have voice an entire show doing Darth Vader. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, as Darth Vader. Yep. It's, We're it's not doing a, that for Comic-Con, guys, though. We're doing wrestling. 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 Right, right. Oh, man, that's going to be incredible. Yeah, I am honestly I'm so excited uh, for the wrestling show because yeah. it's obviously a topic we've never sort of or theme that we've never no, tapped into. It's our first ne- time for And uh, the set that we've come up with 
is incredible, and the fact that we're going to have a Royal Rumble, I am just, I'm tickled pink. Yeah. And I don't get pink tickled often. Aww. So I am, I'm quite excited. Awesome. So what came after my movie? Uh, Blind Line. Okay. You want to talk us through Blind Line? Yeah. So, uh... Line line, uh, we uh, take a bunch of suggestions of lines from movies, books, favorite lines, bumper stickers, hashtags, you know, kind of like whatever is going on, and uh, we throw them on sheets of paper. Our team comes back and they do a three-person scene, and when they feel inclined, they pick up a line and they have to make it make sense in the scene and have it justified. Uh, I I don't know how you host this, and I'm actually curious to get your feedback on hosting it. Uh, I took an additional line just because I thought of a better ask for. Oh. And I, I, had, I was like, oh, no, I, I didn't ask for good parental advice. But then I thought about it on the ninth suggestion yep. and took it on the ninth one. Ended up being fine. I don't even know if we actually got to the. To the I don't point. think we do. So that's the thing. I think we get eight, and I think we t- pretty typically uh, end up uh, around like using seven of them. Yeah. There's always one left on stage, and I always worry that the audience is like, "What? That was mine." <laughs> but that was mine. But no. Oh yeah. Um, so so my mind's a funny one because I feel like sometimes it like heightens the scene. It works so well in in the scene we're doing, and the lines just come out perfectly. Yeah. And then other times we're just like, oh no, this just totally that's, confused us. No, it's a good point because either one or two things need to happen for Blind Line to be successful. Either the justifications need to be phenomenal or the timing needs to be phenomenal, you know? I, I feel like it was somewhere in the middle tonight where we had some good justification. Um, we also had some decent timing, and we had some outlier stuff that was like, eh, I wish we had that one over again. Yeah. it's. I think it's really tough whenever we get lines that have names in them, because especially if the characters have already named themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's You know, when point. you get like, you're a wizard, Harry, and they're like, uh, everyone already has a name and no one's named Harry. Okay, you you now have that's, two names. Yeah. You're also named Harry. But I like, I like what Colby said there. He said, we've been calling you Harry behind your back, yes. which is great great because Harry, you know, can, can just be that double entendre yep. and then it takes the scene in a different direction. Yep, definitely. Which was, uh, and Sarah handled it really well, being yeah. saying like, wait, you guys call me Harry behind my back? What does that mean? Like, <laughs> that was a that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, I mean, you was, get you get Colby and Sarah on stage together, it's yeah, going to be pretty good. They play off each other really well, for yeah. sure. Uh, after Blind Line, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So we, we haven't done this game very often. Uh, it's probably, what, third or fourth time we've ever rolled it out. It's, yeah, I think so. It probably needs a little work. It, it's an interesting game because we, it really... Uh, so basically we do five scenes, and then the audience picks their least favorite, and we cut that one and keep going down until we get the number one best scene ever in the whole universe as told by Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And um, we certainly got there. I would say that this, the scene we produced with Korea General, as yes. a suggestion, was the best scene I've ever seen. Wow. No, it wasn't. What, what did you think of the other scene? What was your favorite scene? What would you have cut first? You know what? You Honestly, were... I really liked uh, the bank vault scene. Yeah. Um, we, we set up a bank vault scene, and um, I thought uh, what Adam and Brian created was uh, a bank robbery mishap. Uh, where they end up locked in the vault and are relying on a janitor to break them free. And I think the premise is fantastic. Yeah. You don't have a relationship with the janitor, but they sort of cut forward a couple um, hours, I, I guess, and they end up friends with the janitor locked also inside the vault. And I 
I thought that 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 pacing was awesome too that they skip forward and we see a new reality created and I I thought it all worked I I was really kind of pulling secretly for that scene yeah I thought that one was a lot of fun too but of course you know the audience wins this would have been the night where we pull out chubby bunny yes and stuff stuff our faces with marshmallows make each other laugh yeah but you know that's kind of an interesting point do you think that there would be instances where we can pull audibles like that for sure I feel like we've done it in the past. We've only recently started doing Deck of Fate, but we've had it happen where we pull a card from Deck of Fate and it's a game we've planned for later in the evening. So then you have to pull an audible and you got to change things up. Or or you need to be like Steve Harvey level yeah. announcer. I don't know why I said Steve Harvey. He's definitely had his, his fair share of failures in announcing, but where you can just have that presence of mind to know what things are working, what things are not working, and be able to drive the show on the fly. Yeah. Man. But this is an amazing team. So yeah. if any team could do it, like I feel like if you had decided last minute that you were going to change the game, we all would have jumped on board and oh, we would have done I, it. I'm so. definitely not on that level. I'm, I have enough time just getting to the end of the show without being drenched in sweat and passing out. It was really hot today, wasn't oh, it? My God. It felt really hot. I think summer's here. Colby touched my back uh, as we uh, concluded notes and he was shocked by the saturation level <laughs> he, he wanted to wring my shirt is that a nerves out. thing or is that a heat thing no it's not I, I don't I literally You're just a sweater and like like uh, coach Matt said I should probably be more nervous I think nerves help me yeah. a lot when I'm not nervous, I get too casual. You're chill. And I'm too chill, and I'm too, you know, easygoing, and I need that edge. Yeah, the job of host is really to, like, bring up the energy. Yeah. And you're probably more like, hey, we're all friends here. Let's hang out and be funny. That's. Have you heard my intro before? Have you heard? Uh, not all of it. That's kind of how I... hiding upstairs for most of it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I actually open the show, as oh, I yeah? say... I actually start with, I'm so honored to be here, and my team can't wait to come out. They're all my friends, yeah. and I go for, like, the heartstrings. Aww. You know, that's my intro. It, because I feel like I, I'm trying to win them over, yeah. win the crowd onto my side. Uh, tonight didn't really work. Uh, the, you know, they had their own agenda. They were new. They didn't know what really the rea- right reactions they sure to have. They to be friends with you. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't come across friendly enough to a noob audience and that's fine I'm not for everybody you know I'm just I'm, I'm really not and that's Dan's okay Dan's own flavor I, I'm just gonna oh. you know, I'm gonna just you go home and, and I'm gonna He's just crying tonight now yeah no it's fine no. I'm gonna uh, get over it that's it and of course we concluded with the one and only ye old hay waiter hay waiter where an audience member not only got to sit in an imaginary restaurant but send imaginary food back and I happen to be too tired to bring that back to the kitchen. Because there was a bicycle in there. That's right. There was a bicycle. Uh, did we? What were some big zingers that we had? What? We, I feel like we had a couple really, really nice zingers uh, thrown out by the group. Let's see. We had bleach, which was interesting. We've never. I don't feel like I've I heard like that we've suggestion never had before. before. Yeah. And and Adam had a really nice one there. He said it's okay. It'll be all white. Yes. And and that's. Did we end the show on that one? I think we did. I should have. That was our big one. If I didn't, I yeah. should have ended the show on that one. <laughs> that's the problem. You go back and you think through, and you're like, oh, I could have done this. Oh, and look about that. That's both like the double-edged sword of having video proof of our shows. 
Uh, how do you feel when you see the video of So of I have yet to watch a full video. Really? Um, yeah. You're I, bored by our shows. No, I, I more <laughs> like to pick out the clips and like the best like little parts. And I'm like, I'll just relive that one. I just want to watch myself. Is that, I, I bet that's a, no. you narcissist. I am more about like, I'm so impressed because when you have the, like that memory from the show, that's like, oh my gosh, that was hilarious. And then you just get to watch that over and over again. And like part of the inside joke, like tree yeah. pineapple. Like, if you were not there... I wasn't there. Oh, see? And someone explained it to me, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds funny, but... But it's hilarious if you were there, and you watched it, and it's like, then you're part of it. Yeah, and as I recall that, someone mentioned that it was a a scene between Al and Jason... Yes. ...justifying a pineapple. Yes. And Jason had the... Crime story. Crime story. So, pineapple was the murder weapon. Okay. So, Jason was trying to get Adam to guess... uh, No, Al. He was trying to get Al to guess pineapple <laughs> and then so he showed a pineapple being cut and Al was like okay yes I get it. it's a pineapple and Jason said it came from a tree he pulled it from a tree and, <laughs> and Al was like pull it from the ground <laughs> and Jason's like no 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 it comes from a tree and yeah. so Al's like okay there's nothing else you cut like a pineapple that comes from a tree but okay and so then I had to come on I was the last person so uh, I only got 30 seconds and no, it wasn't no. enough and he just pulled something from the ground I'm like a potato a cucumber a corn oh, I don't know <laughs> so that was really funny oh yeah yeah uh, and you can always count on Al for those good moments like I love when Al has those like honest audience sort of connection moments because he's hilarious to watch and every time he does anything active motion movement like I'm on board I just want to be in the audience eating popcorn yeah it was it was it's a good team. I think we've got a really good group right now. It is. The shows have been really pretty high quality lately. We've got and a pretty big team now, too, which means yeah. we get a lot of diversity. We've got people that are more thinkers. We've got people that are more clowns and, and it's like, true. active. That's that's Actually, we were talking about that. Sarah, Tim, and I were talking about... I guess you would say team balance dynamics, over yeah. over uh, uh, our, our pre, pre-show meal. And... Um, Sarah mentioned, and not tooting any horns or anything, Sarah mentioned she wishes she had the element of walking on stage and just being funny enough the way you look or the way you carry yourself and getting laughs from something simple. She feels like, and I don't know if I agree with her, she feels like she doesn't have much of that. She needs to work hard for jokes, which she's incredibly clever and she gets jokes with her brain, you know, 99% of the time. She's got some amazing characters, so I don't know that I would agree with her either because I've seen her come on as a character without even saying anything and people are cracking up. Without hesitation, Tim and I responded back to her. If we had half of her intelligence and intellect on stage, we would be doing just fine. Yeah. Um, well, it was funny. So today in practice, we were uh, practicing Laugh Out, which is going to be one of our games when we have our famous Comic-Con show when we're doing wrestling. And that is a tricky one because there's a couple people on our team. So basically the whole concept of the game is you're not supposed to make the audience laugh. This was your shining moment in practice, yeah. Andrea. <laughs> I know. Whatever reason, you are like the, the cleanup hitter on Laugh Out. Yeah. You, you ran through uh, every single player. You beat them. This is... Honestly, this is your swan song. Yeah, I guess so. If, if you ever had a game, this yeah, is it. <laughs> it. It's not being funny. That's, that's me, oh. 100%. No, um, but it's we about have, versatility. It is. 
But I, I feel like there's a lot of people, Sarah included, where like they just walk on stage, even when they're trying not to be funny, and they're just like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Like just the way they, the yeah. face or the, the move or whatever. Yeah, I, I walked up and I all I said was PB and J. Yep. And I was, <laughs> and that was it. I didn't. I, I was you trying. I was tr- no. I know it's. I just. I was trying, and I, I just. I couldn't get beyond that. I don't. I don't know what it was. It Maybe was I made bad. a weird face. It was just the way it was done. Yeah. It was well done. Well, Andrea, uh, yeah. this has been a wonderful recap of the show. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for joining today, and uh, we're going to be on soon doing this once more. Sounds good. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Sunday Company Post Show Wrap-Up. This has been the National Comedy Theater Sunday Company Podcast. Thanks for listening, and come back again soon.